0: Bring the heart. It's time to get loud. Let's
1: go! Because this is Super League.
2: And welcome along to a special grand final edition of Eddie and Steve-O, the podcast, coming to you directly from Old Trafford, sponsored, of course, by our friends at Betfred. 2022 marked the 25th anniversary of Rugby League's greatest night of the year and featured, of course, St Helens, the reigning champions and the Leeds Rhinos. Steve-O and I were fortunate to be there again. We parked our car and headed off towards the stadium and bumped into some interesting people along the way. First up, the former Castleford Tigers player and now the star of the reality TV show Love Island, the one and only Jack O'Neill. You obviously you got out of Rugby League at the right time because nothing yeah. has spoiled the looks.
3: Oh well, uh, yeah, I'd say so. I've got a bit of a wobbly nose, but it, <laughs> my nose has always been quite big, so it's not too bad. But <laughs> what have
2: you been doing since? I mean, I know you left Castleford and went to the yep. program. What have you been doing
3: since? Uh, since I got out there, mate, just trying to get myself right. To be honest, uh, literally taking every day by day, and I'm, I'm looking to get into sport. You know, the presenting and, and all that, and this is why I'm here today. I want to work close with Sky Sports and Rugby League, especially. So back to uh, Rugby League, ever? I don't know, potentially, potentially, but it won't be anytime soon, it would be a year or two, you get me? So, uh, if I'm going to go back, it, it wouldn't be anytime soon. soon. Was it a big decision
2: to leave Cass and yeah, go it, to
3: Love Island? Of course it was, it was a big decision, all I've known since I was a kid is rugby league and all I've wanted to do is play rugby league for the rest of my life, but I had a bad 18 month of injuries and sometimes it messes with your head and when a programme like that comes in and you think, well why can't I not go have the best summer of my life then? It's quite hard to turn down when you know you're going to be out for the next year. So, That's right.
2: and you've got millions now of followers yeah, on social well, <laughs> media. Haven't you? Yeah. You know? yeah, it's
3: a bit crazy. I only had about fifteen thousand. I come out and now I've got one point three million. Wow. so it's madness. It is mad. It's madness. That's crazy. And what's it like on a
2: program like that? I know what it's like to do this. Yeah, I mean, this isn't work, by the way, Jack. Don't no, think no. about that. No, it's fine. This is not work. Yeah, this is yeah. a bit of fun. <laughs> yeah. What's it like to do to do a program like Love Island?
3: So, doing a program like Love Island, it, it, it's very different to what I thought. Obviously, you went on, and I thought I was just going on for fun, and then it just plays with your emotions. It really does. You're in a you're in a kept space, and you know. So, who's going to win the big game? Oh, I'd, just on past and um, previous, and I'm I'm going to have to say St Helens, just because of the experience they've got in the finals. And, you know, they've been here for the past three years. It's fourth year here, but I'm hoping Leeds. Are we going? To... I am hoping Leeds, to be honest. Change the name. i the <laughs> change the name on the trophy. You know, they have never,
2: ever lost to St Helens in a grand final this is oh, the fifth wow. this is the fifth time that they've met
3: in a yeah. grand final well it's going to be interesting I know they're both on eight trophies each eight grand finals each so who's going to get the ninth and that four the in a row would be special for St Helens wouldn't it especially Christian Wolf leaving as well so yeah. Yeah, emotions yeah. are going to play a yeah, huge massively, huge part massively pass. so but we'll see we'll, we'll see won't we great to see enjoy <laughs> yeah, you
2: enjoy the too. grand final you too, thanks mate. Jack great to see you well there we go that was Jack
3: O'Neill Steve-O
2: yeah. who have you got over the years, there is one type of people in our
4: game who I've never liked. But, I mean, being a hooker, you never like referees. But I must say, this young man has gone to the top. I think he's one of the best referees we've ever had in this country, and um, that's
2: saying something. It is saying something from you, and we're talking, of course, about today's match referee.
5: Liam, how are you looking forward to it? Oh, I'm really looking forward to it, Eddie. it be a great game. It's the highlight of anyone's career during the grand final, as you know. It's the biggest stage of them all. The walk out at Old Trafford, just like players, referees live for these big moments. Indeed. And when did you get the nod? You got the nod about Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon, we got confirmed he was refereeing the game. So, like I said, it's the it's a big honour for not only for me but for my family as well, who obviously support the ups and downs across the calendar year. So, but no, really honoured and great to walk out at Old Trafford, just well, like the players.
2: One of the highlights of your career, obviously, so far, and you're young enough; a lot more to come.
5: Definitely, yeah. I've been fortunate to do the challenge couple of couple of times. It's my second grand final, but. Yeah, I think they they get bigger every year. They seem to.
2: We know, don't we, Steve, how the players prepare, you know, the diets and everything else. Referees,
5: are you you now in the zone? Have you now switched on? You're ready for this? Yeah, the preparation's been done in the week. All the team's ready to go. It's just a case of getting in there now, match routines in place, warm-ups, get ready, soak in the atmosphere and literally get ready to go. As soon as that whistle goes, we're we're off.
4: I do hope that you are involved in the World Cup because that is a thank wonderful you. that's a wonderful uh, situation to be in because we need quality referees and if you're going to referee the Australians do your best
2: <laughs> <laughs> the thing with Steve is you know this is your biggest day of the year and he's already looking forward to the World <laughs> Cup this is the one Liam that matters this is this is the one to all the fans that matters I wonder when I watch you guys why on earth you do it thank <laughs> God you do because without you there is no game. But you must take some stick during the course of my the partner. <laughs>
5: my partner often asks me this question many times, <laughs> but it's the same. It's the enjoyment, it's the buzz of being in the middle. I was never going to make it as a player, but the, the opportunity to be in the middle of Old Trafford a major game is that it's, it's something that I absolutely love. It's the thrill, the adrenaline rush that you get from making decisions and being involved. You're part of the greatest game in the world, and I genuinely believe that. We're, part, we're very fortunate to be part in the middle of the greatest game in the world. But and, deep down, though, Eddie, it uh, won't say
4: it, but uh, the amount of money that these referees have been paid—it's I mean, just—it's just amazing. I mean, uh, I, f- I only found out a couple of months ago the amount of money that
5: they're paid. I mean, they, they fully—they fully
4: deserve it. And uh, I could have retired a lot earlier if I'd have been a referee, never mind a player. Liam, you don't do it for the money, do you?
5: No, definitely not. I definitely don't. Otherwise, i would be a football referee, or <laughs> definitely not. But no, I enjoy it. I, I love—I love what I do. Enjoy the role. Yeah, we have some. Uh, Ropy times as well, but days like today massively outweigh the outweigh the ropey times. And what do you think? I mean, the game should be a classic. I hope so. I hope. I hope that it's a great game. We come off and the best teams won on the day. That's all you can offer as a referee isn't it? It's the but you two have had more stick than I have so far, anyway. So, I've done, so right. I've done especially Steve. I've you're done. Right I've there. done okay.
2: Well, we're, I've, I've tipped golden point extra time. Can you fix that?
5: <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Jack O'Neill and match
2: referee Liam Moore outside the stadium. Well we eventually got into the ground and we spoke just outside the Trafford suite and we remembered the very first grand final 25 years ago in 1998 and back then would you believe some people were saying it'd never work. I know and Jason Robinson
4: what about that try I think that set it up for everybody that the, the sort of the game itself it needed an injection and we created Super League we created Super League Grand Final and, and I was so pleased when they brought it here to Manchester this is the home of Super League for all the finals ok we realise Wembley has got to be for the Challenge Cup we can understand that but you're right It's and we still keep getting
2: invited <laughs> we do and ok look we're talking before the game we'll talk again after the game who do you think is going to win because everybody is saying St Helens but Leeds have never lost to the Saints at this place. Bygones,
4: past records, mean nothing Andy. It means absolutely nothing. We're involved with Bedfred, we're a gambling sort of situation, they're odds-on to win but we all know that the outsiders can come up on the rails and pip you at the post I don't think that will occur I think that uh, Leeds have expired quite a lot of energy in getting here I mean again from 5th position it's an amazing situation they've done it before so they know what to do but St Helens they have so many players who have got this experience Leeds don't have that type of experience now my mind goes back to last year when Saints played Catalans. saint Helens tried to blast and blow away Catalans in the opening 15 minutes. And I think they lost a lot of energy. They got away with it. They beat them by two points in the end. But today, I think that the coach will say to them, we'll take it steady, we'll get field position, make our defense very solid, and the kicking game is gonna be so important. It always is in our game, but I think that you'll see the kicking game from St. Helens in the opening 10, 15 minutes will be quite superb.
2: Well, we'll wait and see. Uh, we will see if your prediction comes true. I do think if Terry O'Connor, and we know he is carrying the trophy out, and his son, Jared O'Connor, is playing for the Leeds Rhinos, what a moment it will be for our old mate if it all comes off for him.
4: Yeah, we spoke to him about, what, an hour ago, and uh, it... Is what we call in the north. He's chuffed, <laughs> and so he should be. I think it's a, I think it's a wonderful honour, uh, and what an occasion! You know, he'll be walking out there uh, with the trophy, and his son will be following out. I mean, you talk about pressure, but he seemed to handle it in the semi-final. There was that was no problem. Yeah. He's he's really really come a, come a, a, to the forefront, and you've got to also say that Gary Hetherington. What a smart move he made. He flew out to Australia. No one knew who he was going to sign. Richard Agard had said that he wants to pass on the uh, the, 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 the job and said that they need a new voice. But boy, what a voice it's been. Very I mean, it, so. it, it's unbelievable. Uh, look, Pete, I thought, deserved the coach of the year. But listen, Smith couldn't be too far behind him. I mean, it just turned, turned them around. I mean, there was one situation where if they'd have lost two on the trot, they could have been struggling to avoid relegation. Now, is that not down to the coach? It
2: has to be. Mm-hmm. You've got to give him as much plaudits as possible. Well, I know that he was, and I know that Leeds are long nods to win this, comparatively to St Helens. I'll let you into secret. I've got three to one that Terry O'Connor drops the trophy. What do you think? I would have had a bet, even uh, money,
4: I don't think it's an outside bet, that is for sure. It's a
2: very proud day for, for the family, and so it should be as well. Indeed, and a great game which is to come in this grand final, Look, we've got a load more people to talk to before kick-off, let's go in and enjoy it. Yes, it's time to eat. Well needless to say I've now left Stevo enjoying the food and the drink inside the Trafford Suite and I have been joined by a legend. Of the round ball game Gary Owen is here from Manchester City A Manchester City legend I know you played for other clubs Gary But Manchester City Is your
6: team Absolutely What's the connection With Rugby League? Well I a St. Tellens boy Born in a, a little fishing village Called Clotface <laughs> um, And from The earliest days I can remember When I used to go Watching Rugby League Because it's a Rugby League Town St. Tellings, um And my dad played rugby He played for Widnes, So I was brought up on Vollenhoven and Mantle and Killeen and Coslett and, and uh, all those players, those great players. Obviously, um, Murphy as well, Alex Murphy, who became a friend of mine. And then as I've been growing up, I've always kept an eye on St. When I could, I went to watch them. Uh, and then Roby and Paul Wellins who's a big blue, big City fan. He's a massive Man City yes, fan. I know right. his family. Paul Wellins and John Wilkin and uh, Mark Flanagan. They all became my pals. But it's, it's quite ironic, actually, because I went out for a few beers in Manchester with them after a City game. They all came to the game, and after the game, we went out to Manchester. And it was quite unique for me to be stood with them. who were obviously athletes, I mean, and look athletes as well. Nobody recognised them. That just shows you, Rugby League compared to the football, how different it is. And Manchester to St El- is not far, and they are they are the top of the sport in wherever they play. And I was amazed that people didn't recognise those the quality of those players, and it's a joy for me to be here today.
2: I call Rugby League the greatest secret in sport I that this you. country has got.
6: Absolutely, I agree with you. It's a great sport. I love to watch it. Again, I've been lucky over the past, well, ten years, in my opinion, I've watched a fantastic football team in Manchester City and I've been fortunate to watch a fantastic rugby team in St Helens and I'm hoping that continues because I could be witnessing history today because as we all know, it could be four on the bounce, grand finals and everything's crossed. The problem
2: for St Helens is they've never beaten Leeds here in four attempts and if Leeds of any club don't want another club to win four in a row, it's the Rhinos.
6: Well, to be fair, I think Warrington can go in that category. I think we can go into <laughs> that category. Yes, but I think, you know the bookmakers are rarely wrong that's why they're probably uh, it's still in business St will start as favourites and rightly so but let's not take nothing away from Leeds they had a dreadful start they lost I think they won 1 in the first 10 then then the last 13 they won 11 yes. if the season would have started then they would have topped the league so you can see how competitive this game is going to be and and for me I think everybody's here today will have a have a great enjoyment a sporting moment that will never be recaptured again because both teams, in my opinion, are on form. Either side can win. But if you're going to put me to the test, and I know you're going to answer me, you know, I'm a little bit nervous, but you can tell us lot will win. <laughs> uh, well, a, lot of people, a lot of
2: people think that as well. Look, I know you're a Manchester City legend. I'll let you into a little secret. The producer of this podcast, the man who records it every week and edits it every week, who is doing that job right now is my son, Mark. And he is a manager at Man City Tours. And
6: you've done Manchester City yes, Tours. Have. And you host... At Manchester City, you host a lounge. In the Citizens Lounge, yeah, every week for 11 years, so I thought I could blag it for one or two years, but to be able to do it for 11 years, I think I must be doing something right. But, and you must enjoy that. I mean, I it's love great it's to a, meet people, it is isn't it? It its a joy to be able to take it, you know, I've got a daughter of 39 and I've got a boy of seven. Don't ask the questions. Don't, don't work out the maths. But he's so mad football. He's City, absolutely crazy. He's known nothing but success for the only thing he's ever known is a little bit like here at Old Trafford youngsters being brought up under Sir Alex Ferguson reign have only ever known success and has changed a bit now so you know they're, you know a little bit of karma for us Blues what goes round eventually comes around. we hope after the last 10 years with Pep Guardiola you know the maestro of what he's done to our football club and obviously with Sheik Mansour who's not only for the football club but he's creating is creating Jobs, he's creating living areas for the all of East of Manchester. So, a fantastic saw, job. you know, as my wife said, and I'm sorry, I know it's going on a bit, but when my wife said one time when she stood up at our wedding reception, um, which was 10 years ago now, she said, um, You know, a man came into my life. She stood she, she never ever would speak at a, wedding, at a wedding, but she got up. She said, "I need to say this. A man came into my life, and he's changed it completely." So, you know, I never thought this would ever happen to me. So, will you all raise your glasses. Shake Mansoor. <laughs> Not to Gary Owen. <laughs> Not to. <laughs> yeah, I think she did one on our 10th anniversary, but this time it's to Pep Guardiola. So <laughs> fair enough.
2: That's fair. Enough. Now look, Christian Wolf is leaving the beloved yes, St. Helens. Yes.
6: Is it Paul Wellen's job with Sean Long? Listen, Sean, what a great, fo- uh, what a great player and uh, well, what a you know man of steel. I don't know how many times. I mean, An humble, humble man. I mean, St Helens have always been flamboyant. You've always played, played off the cuff, played with style, played with him. But since he's been here, he's put a steel right the way through that team. So we're no pushovers. We still play with flair. We still play a bit flamboyant, but we've got that steel in us, and I'm hoping that will, that will, be the decisive factor in this game today. Because without doubt, in my opinion. This is going to be a very difficult
2: game. Gary, I must say, it is fantastic to talk to a former professional footballer who has a burning passion for this game. Oh, absolutely. I, I was a great football fan, yeah. still am. I won't, it's the red side of Liverpool, so you're probably not going to speak to me anymore. <laughs> after but I have that passion. But for this game, for this sport of rugby league, it's given me everything. It is a fantastic, fantastic sport. And this is going to be a great final.
6: I'm very fortunate. I've been invited by Fred and you know, I thank them for inviting me here today because without them I probably wouldn't be here. So for me to be here, this, this is a sporting occasion that I did not want to miss and I'm not going to miss.
2: Go out and enjoy it. I'm going to. Thank you very much. Thanks Gary. Thank Cheers. you. Thank you.
6: Inside the room,
2: as you can tell, there were personalities on just about every table. Great past players, including the great Ellery Hanley and Joe Leiden, The people who run the game. The two clubs were represented, of course. And it was a pleasure to bump into the coach of the Castleford Tigers, Lee Radford, who gave me his prediction of how the game would go.
7: It's, it's a little bit of unknown, I think. I think, um, obviously, Leeds have found a little bit leading into the game. And obviously, St Helens are St Helens. So um me me thinking at to Centella what you you never you never quite know've they probably surpassed my expectations leading into the game of Leeds so um momentums a funny thing
2: it is and I mean everybody at the moment is saying that we will see what unfolds in the next 80 minutes can I say it's great to see you back in the game I know that's so so difficult new coach coming in turning things around so near yet so far this year
7: yeah we, we look I, I you know I it was generally one of them when we've when we've sat back and probably reviewed the season. We've we've, we've looked back at it and, and maybe a little bit of what if. I think um, you know I don't like, I can making excuses, but we, we, we generally had zero spine for, for such a large part of the season, and I just think that's a real credit to the blocks that jumped in there and did and did a job for us. You know the likes of Craig Eden jumping off the wing and Paul McShane was seven or eight games in the halves as well. I think it's a more of a credit to them than it is a, a disappointment of the season if that makes sense Well there's something to build on isn't there I know you've got some new faces coming in some big new faces Yeah definitely I think um, the recruitment was obviously something um, you know I think we brought six or seven in last season I think another six or seven are going to come this year I, I've already you know, stated the fact that we, we probably want to try and lower the average age of the squad so we've we've gone out and and picked up six or seven young blokes that hopefully have got a a future in the game and we're going to give them every opportunity to try and progress um because i think you know where we we're lacking or we have lacked previously in the academy in terms of bringing blokes through we've got to try and sign that mid-tier type of english player and you know thankfully we've got one or two of them coming in indeed And, and you've got some some stars as well. We have. They've not been announced yet, so I can't, oh, okay. I can't really okay. talk about it. Okay. So you can, you can give the podcast a quick exclusive Yeah, 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 um, We've got two halves anyway, so <laughs> I yeah. think we can all Yeah, see yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah. So okay. look, I think that was really important. That again, you know, the positions I've just mentioned in the spine. Now levels obviously went down for a lot, long period of the season. We brought in Ryan Hampshire. He then went down. We lost him as well, and obviously our six and seven went down as well. Then our third six goes down as well. So um, to have two blocks, and I think Salford's probably been an advertisement of that. The fact that they've had their spine on the field all year, the continuity and the difference it makes is, is, you know, you can't underestimate that from the outset, I think. It's a silly game, isn't
2: it? It, it's It's it, It's a frustrating game. It's a nerve shredding game. Yeah, but we love it. We do. But we don't love we? it, and we keep we keep putting ourselves through the punishment. And and, um, and you must love it because I, for two seasons or so you were out of it. And can I just say, face to face, I thought what happened to you at home was disgraceful. Yeah. <laughs> to be sacked, Lee, on TV, on Sky that night.
7: How have you bounced back? How have you kept your enthusiasm? Um, yeah, it's a funny one. Obviously, it was—it's a long one, but but obviously I'd I'd, paused it. I'd agreed to go to rugby union, and and that okay. was something. There was a challenge. I was really looking forward. to. The challenge was obviously America. You know, it's a country probably everybody wants yeah. to go and see a part of that world. I'll be on um, the plane with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and and Dallas itself was oh. a fantastic place to get to. And um, you know, ironically, I had a couple of issues back here with a, with a family with, me, with my boys. You know, they're at 16 and 17, so they're just learning how to. Behind the feet, and um, because of that, it, it became apparent I was going to go out there by myself. It was apparent I couldn't, you know, I was. It was only a 16-week season, and it was apparent I couldn't be out there for that long. It's not a two-hour flight where you can jump no, back no. home and fix something. So, um, so I'm blaming them for not getting out there. They're pretty much in a nutshell. But it's, you know, I'm glad I'm back in it. I, I, you know, the, the environment, the people you work with every day, and we've got a good chemistry at the club in, from from the CEO, to the owner, to the, to the, to the physio on the I said, there's some really good people there and it's them people, um, why we love the sport so much, I think. Indeed so. I mean, look, I, I don't want to dwell on
2: the past, but that night, when that decision was taken in front of the television camp, how did you feel?
7: It was more it shock, was, it was more shock and It was a shock for you, it was yeah, shock for us? Yeah, no, yeah, I think so, but... My, my, my only concern that evening was my missus you know my, miss, my missus was at the game and you know she never came to watch me play as a player <laughs> first and foremost, and then never came to watch me as a coach. I think you know she'd maybe been to five, six games as a coach and as a player in finals and that was because I forced in because everybody else's yeah. partners was going so ironically, for whatever reason she came to that game and um, she's not coming again she would never see her at a rugby league <laughs> game again but it, it was you know when we look back at it and talk about it it was can't say it was fair or it was meant to happen but for whatever reason it happened like that yeah and what happens like that makes you stronger uh, 100% yeah and um, better for the experience I'm sure you are look yeah. next year Castleford Old Trafford oh, look, Wembley yeah that would be amazing um, but look I want to build on what we've done I think you get a lot of coaches that come in. It's a transitional period. It won't, this year, want a transitional period. I just wanted to improve on what I'd, you know, what I'd, all the good work that had gone on previously. We had a crack at that. Unfortunately, a couple of injuries derailed us in from probably getting to where we wanted to get to. But hopefully, um, this time around, we can we can be. I can be better for knowing the group, and they can be better for knowing me as well. Lee, good guys
2: can survive in this game. All the very best to you for 2023. You deserve. All the
7: success in the world. No, I appreciate that, Paul. Well, thank you very much. Top man.
2: steve oh, the news came through not too long ago that the Rugby Football League would have a new captain at the helm. Ralph Rimmer is packing in, and yet he's here today. And so
4: he should be. I think he's done a, a damn fine job in difficult circumstances. Remember that through the pandemic, a lot of sports were struggling. You cannot ask for anything better from this man
2: Ralph well, that sounds like a vote of confidence look out
0: yeah they're always <laughs> nice to you when they know you're going <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah well I won't tell you what he's been saying behind your back
0: <laughs> look well I, you know I mean we, yeah, we did well in pandemic we absolutely did and and, uh, and since then of course we've, we've managed to uh, realign the sport governance wise mm. bring in a, a big strategic partner global, globally recognised partner and we're going to finish up with some World Cups and, and, and all of that kind of felt like a piece of work finished and and a world cup i think is a natural stop-off place and and it it gives me uh an an ability to just control my exit i suppose and hopefully there'll be at least a couple of people that said i did okay
2: well i think you did do okay and and everybody that we've spoken to thinks so as well was it was it a big decision to make because blimey you're not like us we're two old fogies you're a young
0: man well I'm not that young, um, <laughs> yeah it was a really big decision, um, I've been mixed up in the game all of my life uh, and it's like yourselves, um, it absolutely runs through my blood, it absolutely does and the worst out of all the insults anybody can give me, it's you've done damage to the game, forget anything else, that's the, that's the thing that hurts the most. And People
2: haven't said that sure. Oh,
0: they, of course they have along the way but that's okay. Um, um, so, uh, a really big decision, but I, I put a lot of thought into it. And I, I spoke to my chair at the start of the year. Uh, and I said, if I manage to realign the sport and do the, the IMG partnership, then I think the World Cup is the right place to stop. Off. But it'll be a new structure going forward from the 1st of January. And it, you know, I think it's set up for success. And I don't want to overstay my welcome. So, it just felt like the right time.
2: Well That's fair enough. I, I, can, can you... Can you give us some indication of what the new structure will look like? I mean, we have been speculating, haven't we, for quite a time, that the power leaves the clubs and goes to the people who govern the game. Was that, or is that, right?
0: Well, the structure I'm talking about is the governance of the game. So there will be an RL commercial, and Frank Slevin's in here, he'll be the new chair, Uh, and there'll be the RFL RL Gov, which takes care of England in all its different guises community and the regulation of the entire sport and those two organizations work hand in hand and realigning governance is probably the the least sexy headline in the world but it's the most important we couldn't have brought i knew we had to do that to bring a partner in because that gives them some influence in how we go forward and it's the most difficult thing to do as you say we've had three three unanimous votes this year and I've been sitting around that table since 1997 from various positions. That's 25 years. Another reason to step down. <laughs> and I've never seen a unanimous vote on anything before, before this year. You say you're going away from your position.
4: Surely you're not going away from the game of rugby league. You've still got something to give.
0: Uh, well, we'll have to see what comes out of the woodwork, I suppose. Um, I got a job offer within an hour of announcing. Uh, John Wilkins sent me an email to say he, knew, he needed a new head baker at Port Kettle Black. <laughs> um, uh, so that would take that, me away from that's the That's typical of Wilkins, <laughs> by the
2: way. No, to be fair, that's a lot of dough. <laughs> no. I like, uh, that, I like uh, that, I tell you what, the, the, the old ones are the good ones. Yeah, the right?
0: natural, to be fair, he didn't actually offer me, he just said I could apply for it. So. <laughs> um, look, I don't know where I'm going to go work-wise. I know I couldn't look for anything until it was announced, so... I'm now beginning to look so we'll see but uh, you know you, as i said to you before it, it does run through my blood it always has done i was brought up in cumbria i was brought up around barrows you know um I'll, i will always, always be on a touchline somewhere absolutely always
2: it's a relief though i bet it's a relief to finally say it's someone else's baby off you go
0: um yeah there's two sides to that coin but yes and and i think because i thought it out I you know, put some considerable thought into it. So, um, so it may have been a surprise to other people, but it wasn't a surprise to me. <laughs> well,
2: it's so. like me and him. Yeah. I mean, I said, thank God he's going, and now look at us, we're back exactly, together again.
0: Exactly, so who knows?
4: Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> I can't believe that you said something nice
2: about <laughs> me for all those years. No, I said, look, thank God you're going, and oh, now well. look you're back
4: again. On a serious note, um, Eddie and I, and especially being involved with Sky TV, we thank you for what you've done. You battled through, but a lot of people would have said, it's too much for me. And I do hope in the future that you are not lost to our game of rugby league. Because Eddie and I realise the amount of hard work
2: that you've put into our game. I hope you're not filling up, Ralph.
0: Well, I'll be honest, I, you know, I, am, I am emotional. I'm, I'm very emotional about it all. So um, I'm just, I'm, I say, if you were two people that said I did a decent job, I'll settle for that. Well, wherever, wherever life takes you, the very best of luck. Thank you very much to both of you for today and for everything you did for me while I was working at the RFL.
2: Well, eventually the game got underway after all the talking and the handshaking in the Trafford suite. And after 40 minutes, the match was very much in the balance. So half-time in a cracking grand final and St Helens ahead by 12 points to six. Steve-o, that try for Leeds right on the bell at half-time, at just the right moment.
4: Yeah, certainly they needed that because uh, it looked as though St. Helen's taking full control. Uh, the forwards had just taking it, they weren't panicking. The defence was pretty solid. But I must say that uh, the Leeds coach, Smith, has done a fine job because he threw out Lehman off the bench, and they're a different side. Lehman was taking control from the dummy half, etc. That's what Smith wanted. And it didn't surprise me that they came back. All right, with about 30 seconds left on the clock. But it was that man again, Lehman. Put them back in the game.
2: St. Helens dominated the first half, defended ferociously, attacked brilliantly. The first try, what a pass from Johnny Lomax.
4: It's a tremendous player. Uh, I'll be very surprised if he's not uh, playing number six when England go into the World Cup. He's such a quality player. They'll be a bit disappointed, Will uh, Will St. Helens, mainly by the fact that they knew that they were controlling the game. It was two silly penalties deep down against in the Leeds half that allowed the Leeds Rhinos to actually come back into the game. But as I say, magical move by the coach, Smith. Putting on Leeming, he's been the difference. He could be the key player in the second half.
2: 40 minutes to go you're going to back a new horse is it going to be Leeds or is it going to be Saints
4: no I, I think that uh, what is against Leeds at the moment is that they probably will start running out of, of juice um, they've had to do it hard they've had to do it all the way they played more games it's the last 20 minutes in that second half that will be the difference and if they can just keep that defence up but one never knows it takes one man to change a game and his name was Leeming
2: Great grand final so far. Second half to come. Well, the people you meet at the <laughs> rugby league grand final. John Clark is here. He has come in from the dark side. <laughs> great to see you, John. How are you doing?
8: Yeah, great, great, Eddie. Uh, yeah, me and me and the boss are here watching uh, watching the final. We we come last year. Brilliant occasion. Uh, Good game. It's a good. It's a good game. Now I thought it was going to be a bit run away, but uh, yeah, great finish to the half, and I think sets up a very exciting second half.
2: I know that Eddie Jones is a big fan of the game, but you have obviously educated him. He knows now a little about the nuances of uh, rugby league, doesn't he? He, he educated me. <laughs>
8: <laughs> no, he loves it. He absolutely loves it. Obviously. You know, my influence there, Martin Gleeson's uh, Anthony there's a big there's a big rugby league contingent there, so we, we talk about it all the time, we watch it a lot, it has a big influence on our game, um, particularly the way we defend, even the way we attack, so, uh, yeah, it's... Best game in it, so uh, yeah, can't uh, can't can't turn away from it for too
2: long, Eddie. I hope that the RFU aren't listening to this. You just said the best game, <laughs> and, and you just said our game yeah. is you know, it's all a big influence. It's a very, di- R- it's R- a very union. well, it is,
8: it is a big influence, and it's a very different game. I've absolutely loved going to rugby union, um, and now I understand it after two years. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy it now. Um, but yeah, no, I, you know, I love, obviously love, love rugby league, love love the big occasions like this. Um, yeah, obviously great second half. I Think uh, ready to go.
2: I saw Owen Farrell with his dad at Wembley about two or three years ago. I said, when when are you coming back? When are you coming back, John Clark, former Warrington <laughs> Wolf? When are you coming back? Well,
8: I'm definitely doing the World Cup next year
2: <laughs> for England
8: Rugby Union. For definite, uh, yeah, you know, obviously, I'm very privileged to do the last World Cup. It was one of the best occasions I've ever been involved in. So to do another is going to be, is going to be sensational. Uh, and then after that, who knows? You know, so uh, you open never, to offers. You never say never, do you? You never do. You so if say.
2: England win the Rugby Union World Cup 2023, yeah. Rugby league will play a huge part in that victory. Uh, Absolutely, absolutely. That'll do for us. Thanks Eddie. So we settled back for the second half and Saints, as we now know, went on to make Super League history and won their fourth consecutive title. Brilliantly led by the man of the match, Johnny Lomax.
4: I thought Lomax was outstanding. The set of forwards were were very, very strong. Um, And it was something that I, I think a lot of people said to themselves Well, it's got to be a St Helens victory, and
2: and so it proved. Well, we've said from minute one this season that St Helens were the favourites to lift the trophy, and so they did. Johnny Lomax got the Man of the Match, the Harry Sunderland Award, so he's joined your exclusive club. Apparently, we haven't seen it yet because we've been here, but on Sky Sports tonight, he has been battling, he says, an injury to his shoulder all year. And they have to make a decision now about whether he can play in the World Cup. And the feeling of the people who've spoken to him and what he has said is that he might miss the World Cup for England. That's a huge blow if that's the case. Yeah, it it is a huge
4: blow because uh, he's a player that has developed each single year. Quite often, when we call the stars of the game, they have maybe one, two, three seasons where they're really at the top of the game. But to me, Lomax has improved each season, slowly but surely. He's now got himself into a position where he can control the game. It's very rare you find a player that has that wonderful ability to be able to put himself in in the position to make sure that the forwards, clockwork, moving, going into it, and in combination uh, with James Roby. Now, James Roby looked to me as though he was in an armchair all the <laughs> way through the game. I think he only made two runs from dummy half because he knew the ability was to get the ball out wide as quickly as possible so they can find the breaks out there. And it's very unusual for Roby not to be doing at least 10 runs from dummy half in the game. And that shows you that he has the confidence in the coach to be able to just say, just feed that ball. As I say, he appeared to be in an armchair all the way through the game. I think he only only played the ball twice or maybe three times. That
2: just shows you what a great player he is. He is a great player. They are a great club. They've won four in a row, never been done before. History has been made. The problem for the club now is where do they go From here, because Christian Wolff is leaving, how do they maintain this dynasty that they've got? But Manu, we said that when Justin Holbrook left, and we said that when Daniel Anderson left, is it going to be Paul Wellens? Do you think? I know you've spoken to Kel Coslett today after the match. Is it going to be Paul Wellens to take over the control? Do you think?
4: I think it's going to be difficult for uh, the people who are in control at Saint Helens, because when you look back on the success they've had it's always been with Australian coaches now it's going to take a big decision in fact a huge decision to give it to someone that has not got that Australian background now obviously Wellens has come through those wonderful coaches and is a very intelligent person and I'm sure that he would have picked up a hell of a lot of information in regards to training, etc. and so forth. Attitude to get the players in the right mode. What you've got to look is the fact that St. Talens, a lot of people forget, is that they develop good youngsters coming through. We saw it tonight that there was so many quality players who actually only came on for 10 or 15 minutes. And they've come through the ranks. Yeah, and and that gives you the the sort of understanding that, all right, Australian coaches, they understand the importance of making sure that they've got not just one hooker, they've got another hooker and probably a third hooker. You've got to get into a situation whereby we've got a very strong pack but it would be great if we had a stronger pack when we have four or five players on the touchline that we can bring in because it's inevitable that there are so many injuries throughout a through season and I've always said that if you win the grand final it's because you've had a great team not because of the 13 that went out there in the first place but because of your squad and that has been evident through St. Lawrence for the last four or five
2: years. And the less word in 2022 has got to go to the St Helens German, Eamon McManus, who must still be on cloud nine after the win. Four Super League titles in a row now. That must be beyond his wildest dreams.
1: Well, it is. It's something that you, you don't look forward to and expect to achieve uh, in a game as competitive as this against you know the number of Super League sides who are equally motivated as we are every year, starting afresh every year. And winning, I think, uh, any big uh competition back to back is difficult in its own right you know to re-motivate to reboot to go again so to do it four in a row is uh yeah something pretty special personally to me what's i'm more proud of is we've won 10 championships now in 25 years of super league it's 10. we've been to 14 grand finals we've never missed a playoff Uh, and that's what I want our club to be about, is actually contributing to our great sport at the top level uh, to keep standards at a certain level and and make sure that uh, others try to follow it and beat it. So, I'm more than happy about that.
2: A lot of people said before this, if you won four in a row, this would be the greatest St Helens team in the Super League era. Would you agree with that? Well, the facts say that, don't the they? The facts it's, speak for themselves. It, but it, just it, it
1: is. I mean, everybody compares and contrasts and the like. But uh, I think when Super League started and right the way through to now, if you said that someone would win four in a row, it's, it would have been highly doubtful. Uh, but, uh, yeah, as I say, it's uh, it's just a, a, a great honour and privilege for me to be associated with my hometown club, uh, to be a part of this success. But I keep coming back to you know, the great thing about being successful is we're contributing to our sport. You know, we, we want to set standards that others follow, look to attain and beat, whereby we're the whole sport benefits from it, to do our bit, basically, which I think we are. I often get asked, why is St.
4: so successful? My suggestion is, is that the development of youth yeah. coming through is not aimed at that particular season, it's aimed for the future, three, four years. And you look through your squad, not the ones that are just out on the, the field of play, you have got backup in nearly every single position.
1: That surely has to be the reason why you've won four on the trot. Very simply it is. You know, that's that's been the policy of the club, uh, not just in terms of producing success, but being a part of the fabric of the town. That's what people in our town want, that's what they demand, uh, and that's that's what we provide. And to give young talent an opportunity uh, to perform at the highest level, even though one, two, three years, they may, may not be at the highest level, but you've got to give them the opportunity and not just buy success. Uh, is very much, as I say, it's embedded into the fabric of the club and that's, that's what we'll continue to do. We've got a we've got an academy grand final tomorrow, and I'll be as proud of that team if they win it, and even if they don't, actually, as I have of the first team today, because you know we're looking for two or three from them to be here to at Old Trafford forward, yeah. in two or three years' time. Listen, we've asked this question
2: after Daniel Anderson. Yep. We've asked this question after Justin Holbrook. Yep. We're asking the question now after Christian Wolf. Yep. How do you follow this? How do you follow what has happened with with the coach? Your coach, your coaches come and go. Yep. St. Helens stay where they are. Yeah. Top of the tree. Yep. Are you going to give this podcast the exclusive and tell us that Paul Wellens is your new coach in twenty twenty three?
1: No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, kind of very simply, we you know the, the if you look to follow, you don't achieve. You just look ahead. You know this is done. It's finished. We're now looking ahead. We know who the new coach is going to be. Come on. We know who the new coach Come is on. going to be. And after all, our... Is he an Aussie? <laughs> is he is he an Aussie? Well, he's he's, some, he's from somewhere in the world, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it be Australia or St Helens, possibly. I'm not <laughs> quite sure. <laughs> do, you, do you know, Evan, um
4: we've gone and spoken about the fact that your ability to bring youth coming through, you must feel very proud of the likes of... James Roby. Yeah. I think he made two, maybe three runs from Dummy Half. Yep. And that just shows you that the confidence that he has with his own players around him, he didn't have to take that control. Yep. He knew the ad but And I'm so pleased that you're giving him another season.
1: With, with James Robey we've said all the way along, it's not our decision whether you play again, it's your decision. James Roby would never conceive of playing the season too far unless he's going to be playing at the very highest level and leading the team as he did today, he's such a person that he wouldn't even consider it. So it's, as I say, I wouldn't even say it's an easy easy decision on my part. It wasn't a decision, it was his, and rightly so. The amazing thing is, is that
4: now you've extended his contract, uh, he may break the record that Kel Kozlek owned for playing for St. the most
2: games. That's the only reason that he has decided to carry on is that he will take Kel Coslet's
1: appearance record from him. Well, I mean, Kel's a very close friend of mine, I know and you. Um, you know, kind of, I, I, there'd be no one more pleased if James does that than Kel Coslis himself. Yeah. Uh, and listen, we're in a different series with fewer games than when when Kel did it. Not detract him from that because you, you know yourself, Steve, that was a tough era you're playing oh, twice right, a week yeah. every week it was unrelenting so to but you know to get to that number of appearances during that period was was amazing to, to do it now is more than extraordinary uh, and relative to anybody else who's in super league is going to surpass it by i don't know but a lot a lot listen many 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 congratulations uh, it's been a fantastic year i'm
2: going to give you one last chance one last chance to tell us <laughs> exclusively Who's going to be your new coach in 2023? Well,
1: Alex Ferguson's thinking of a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Sir Ralph Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you know who it is. You of know, cor- Of course we done. do, of course we do. But, you know, it would be wrong to, to, to say it now because tonight's about Christian Wolf. The last three years have been about Christian. We'll have our end-of-season awards and dinner on Wednesday and the baton will be passed on then.
2: Well, at the end of a season, uh, the end of a Christian Wolf era, we'll see what happens in the future for the Saints. Of course, the immediate future is the World Cup. This is the end of our Super League podcast, but uh, during the course of the World Cup, we will be back. We will be talking about England's chances. We've spoken about it many times over the past few weeks, but um, always great to see you face-to-face for a change. Normally, it's just down the line, uh, and uh, right now, um, we're going to head off into the sunset. We're going to celebrate St. Helens' victory, and we'll be back... At some stage during the World Cup. As you say,
4: we, we don't normally look face to face. No. But the one thing that is an advantage is that uh, your breath doesn't smell <laughs> when we're on <laughs> when we're doing it by
2: Zoom. Well <laughs> so that's an advantage. It surely. is and by Zoom we will do it again in the very near future. Steve oh, great to see you. We'll talk very shortly. Okay, we'll talk soon. Sounds
4: good.